When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On 1116 SEN, this is the Flag Flyers for the American-Australian Association, devoted to strengthening relations between the United States and Australia. Hello everyone and welcome to the Flag Flyers, a place where we profile and chat about all the Aussies flying the flag for us in the US of A. I'm Christopher Tyler and alongside me is Lockie Miller. What's going on, buddy? Not much, mate. Just uh, just prepping myself for a big show again. You know, got the stretching happening, <laughs> hydration. The What? Stretching, you're stretching for it. Yeah, just the vocal warm up. So you're actually doing some like lunges and all that sort of stuff. All my, all, all around, mate. It's a sports show, so you got to make sure that uh, <laughs> fully equipped for any activities that may happen. And you know who we're talking to today? Oh, I, I hope you do. Because have no idea because I'm not going to control the rundown. <laughs> we're going to be talking to uh, Melbourne United superstar Daniel Kickett, of course, uh, who went to St Mary's College. He was the second Australian. Out of now a very, very, very long line of Australians to have played for St. Mary's. So we're going to be talking to him about uh, his journey throughout St. Mary's and the legacy that he left and the legacy that Adam Caporn left, all that sort of stuff. We're going to be chatting about Matthew Delavadova, a whole bunch of stuff with him. It's going to be great. And we might touch on uh, Melbourne United at the end a little bit as well because they are dominating. They've had a, a rough last couple of weeks have United, but um, they're still dominating. They're still on top of the table. So... It's a very exciting time for uh, for Melbourne basketball. Today is actually the first part of the two-part chat that we actually have with, with Daniel. Exactly. And also important to note, too, that uh, Daniel Kickett is probably up there, especially in this show's, I suppose, overall tally board of names mentioned. We, we have sort of two go-tos in this show. We have Pro Kick Australia <laughs> and we have Daniel Kickett. Because whenever we talk about college hoops and we talk about where it all started, we talk about St Mary's, somehow Daniel Kickett, well, not somehow, it's obvious, Daniel Kickett always gets mentioned. So, you know, we have the flag flies and our byline is talking pro kick Australia and Daniel Kickett <laughs> since 2014. And it is kind of criminal that uh, it took us so long to get him on. But uh, we got him on. We had a tremendous chat. Like Lockie said, it'll be in two parts. The first 10 minutes will be this week. The next 10 minutes will be next week. We're also going to be going around rounding the bases as we do every week. We're going to be chatting to Damien Arsenis from pickandroll.com.au about the latest college basketball stuff. We're chatting to Lockie France from College Matildas about all the college soccer news from over in the States. And we're also going to be touching base with James Arthur from the SEN NFL podcast as well about a few of the guys over there. And Lockie, you might give us a bit, uh, a couple of lines, a couple of minutes on college football as well, because that's what you like to do. I'll just chirp in with a couple of fun facts for the day. That's what I'm good for. It's going to be a big show, so let's get straight into it. Joining us first up on Rounding the Bases today is Lockie Friends from At College Matildas. Mate, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for, thanks for having me. It's great to be on. Now, the women's soccer season has just wrapped up, Lockie, and we've got a, a few Aussies in the, the been and gone in the tournament and also maybe an award. Yeah, so we had um, four schools with Aussies made it to the tournament. Um, they copped a bit of a rough draw. So, um, we had uh, Claire Urquhart at Albany. They uh, lost to one of the top seeds, Penn State, in the first round. Um, Murray State, uh, they went undefeated in their conference season, but um, unfortunately also came up against a pretty good team in uh, Ole Miss and went down. Washington State, uh, they went to overtime. Tia Gavin's there. She uh, did 
didn't get much time in this game, but they went to overtime against Northwestern and Saley went down in a sudden death. And uh, Emily Holbert at Hofstra, they um, they won first up against Georgetown, but uh, had a rematch of an earlier game against Rutgers in the second round, and uh, they went down in that one. So, yeah, no one made it past the first weekend, unfortunately. Did, did you see, uh, in comparison, because obviously you followed you know, our Aussies over there in college for, you know, last few years, at least from what I uh, understand. How's this season compared to what we've done in the previous years? Um, well, I, last year we only had uh, two two teams make it that had Aussies. So, yeah, this is double the numbers we had last year. And uh, I think even the year before that, we only had two as well. So, yeah, uh, doing much better now. And uh, the Offensive Player of the Year in a conference? Uh, in a conference? Yes, um, Harriet Withers, uh, she had 11 goals and 7 assists for the season uh, at Murray State and uh, they won the conference and yes, she was named uh, Offensive Player of the Year for for the Ohio Valley Conference. Lucky, thank you for joining us on the Flag Flies, mate, and as always, we can uh, find your stuff at, the, at College Matildas on, uh, on Twitter, so thank you for joining us, mate. Thanks, mate. Continuing on with Round of the Bases is our good friend Damien Arsenis from pickandroll.com.au, mate, welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure to join you guys. And it's always a pleasure to listen to what you have to say. And, of course, this is going to be the kind of thing, whenever um, we were talking to the NFL boys throughout um, throughout our winter, pretty much every cross was always about Jared Hayne. Just like when we talk to you, pretty much every cross is going to start off with talking about Ben Simmons. So how, how's the boy been going? We all love watching him play. He's pretty much delivering on what he, what uh, we all had hoped. Oh, he's... He's absolutely starring, and he's he's wearing the audiences over there in the in America. And you must say that ESPN respected analyst Jay Billas has already called him out to say he could be the NBA draft number one draft pick if it went today. That's how good he is. He's an NBA player now. That's what he said. So he's backed that up with a couple of big games. He opened with a with, with a really good all round game that we we sort of touched on previously and. 22 points and 23 point and 16 rebound double double in his last outing. This guy is on fire. He's a star already. I'm very excited about seeing him in the Celtics uniform next year. I'm uh, I'm pretty confident that that could happen. Look, it could happen. It could happen. But you know, I think Lakers fans are hoping they'll get his hands on him. Or 76ers fans. They're oh just, God, heaven forbid that happen. No, happen. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. no. Look, that'd be better than I'm, Lakers getting him though. Look, Lakers or Celtics would be an absolute dream, really, from a marketing point of view for for Simmons. And he's already doing big things on his own, let alone for Australian basketball. Then put him in a big program like one of those two that have a massive history. Imagine how far he's star and the press that he would get then. So, you know, he's already the fourth freshman ever to be named preseason Associated Press All-American team and he's also been named to the Wooden Award watch list already and, and yet you still feel like the best is yet to come. For, for, for Simmons, I kind of feel like as a Knicks fan, like I can't win if he goes to Lakers, I can't win if he goes to Celtics, <laughs> but I actually feel like I'd, I actually want to see him in a Celtics uniform. If I had to pick one of the two, I'd, I'd rather see him in a Celtics uniform. What, what are your thoughts? Well, they're a young team as well. They're going to be a team that's going to be around the mark for a long period of time. They've got a good young core. If you add in Ben Simmons to that, Man, he just compliments him so well. Yeah, but if you look, I don't like the Lakers. I pre, I prefer the Celtics too. And, and and sorry to any Lakers fans out there, but I'm going to back this up and say, you know, imagine Lakers. The comparisons that you draw with Magic and it just—he's already drawn those comparisons. Pretty well, much every game is. they mention Magic next to him. 
They do. And so imagine that from a marketing perspective and what it does, not only for Simmons, the Lakers, but Australian basketball. I actually think Simmons going to the Lakers could be the best possible outcome. And Kobe would be gone, so that would be even better. Exactly right. You know, they're hair apparent. Yeah. But the other thing there, too, is Australia's got so many Lakers fans because, obviously, you know, the, the Lakers the Lakers You're are basically right. like the man, man United of EPL for Australians and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of like, well... You know, I kind of naturally, I mean, I hate them, like, a lot right now. Like, I can't imagine if we have bandwagon Lakers fans with Simmons. Yeah, I'm sensing you have a bit of a dislike for the Lakers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, look, I don't think you're the only one, but there's just as many people that do like them. And I think, look, either way, I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think you can go wrong. And he's not putting a foot wrong right now for LSU. Now, we had a chat with, um, with Daniel Kickett, before we're going to play that a little later on in the show it's a two-parter it was supposed to be a one-parter but i just kept asking too many questions so we're taking it over two weeks and we obviously he's he's one of the guys that you talk about when you talk about st mary's and the influx of australians he was one of the first he was the second in fact australian to uh, actually play for st mary's behind adam caporn the amount of australians that has been to st mary's since he was there is ridiculous and the pathway continues to grow there's six australians with st mary's at the moment and a couple of them are doing very, very well, including Emmett Nah, who we've been speaking about for the last couple of years. He's going off at the moment. Look, this time last year, we were talking about his playmaking abilities. We were talking about his passing. He was, at one point, he was averaging 10 assists per game, I think, if we remember from the start of last year. This time, he's turned it around. He's still dishing out the assists. He's averaging, I think, I think seven, six or seven assists. He's not leading the team in assists anymore. No, he's not. But think of that, six dimes per game he's still throwing out there. But he's doing it with the three ball. He is shooting the rock in an absolute amazing clip at the moment. He opened the season with 27 points um, and you know just absolutely shot the lights out. And then he's backed it up again, and he's hit another three or four triples on his way to 15 points. So you know he's having a, a really, really big start to the season from a scoring perspective and it wasn't really anything we were expecting to see from him absolutely not, not and not alone yeah exactly well, that, that was that was I don't know what was more exciting the fact that Emmett Nah is shooting the lights out or the fact that we got two other Aussies who were at top in the scoring for St Mary's as well and Kyle Clark the freshman and um, Dane Pineau well Dane Pineau he's, he's coming into his third year now and he's averaging a double double across their first three games 10.5 points a game with 10 boards so that's just as impressive for mine as to what Emmett Nah's been able to do. Um, and they're both starting alongside each other. And then you've got Kyle Clark, the freshman, comes in and he's making an immediate contribution already. He had 16 points and three rebounds in their last start win. So there's three Aussies doing a really good job. And then you've got the big fella, the seven-footer, Jock Landau, coming off the bench and providing genuine minutes. And he's been scoring as well. I think he's around 10 points a game. So... You know, the Aussies are leading the resurgence back at St. Mary's, and, and that's the reason why they're undefeated to open the season. The pathway is certainly still well and truly alive, which is terrific to see now. Well, I... there's more Aussies going there next season. How many? There's another couple signed up already. And a lot of them, the ones that are with St. Mary's at the moment, are freshmen as well, so you're going to see them for the next few years. Exactly right. Emmett Nars in his second season. Dane Pineau's still got another year after this. And Jock Landale's the same. So we are going to see these guys. You know what we should do, Damo? I reckon we should maybe start a petition. That's because, let's face it, if, if there's two things we know about St Mary's or, and the college system is, one, for St Mary's, a lot of Aussies go there, and two, for the college system, 
you know, the basketball players and the football players, they love their swag. I reckon we should petition to get St. Mary's uniform changed to green and gold and just, and just keep the Aussie filtering um, happening to St. Mary's and get some, uh, get some green and gold playing there. I reckon that's a great idea. And look, I'd even settle for them putting the Aussie flag on their jersey. Yeah, settle. Um, uh, you you would settle for them. <laughs> uh, good, good luck. Good luck seeing that go over so well when you tell them. Oh, I'd settle for you to put our flag on you. We we had ba- Bailey Flint in uh, a couple of weeks ago, who's a American high school football player in Aussie that was just uh, just just come back, and he said it's mandated that even though they're Australians, they have to have the American flag on their helmet. Yeah. So uh, good luck trying to win them over by saying, it's all right, we'll, we'll settle for just having the Australian flag. I'm not saying they take the American flag off. I think we just add ours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to see green and gold there. I mean, like, I suppose Oregon... Well, you see it in the crowd. You do see it in the crowd there. There's plenty of Aussie flags and a bit of green and gold. I've even seen the boxing kangaroo in the crowd. But That's awesome. I love that. That's... It's, it's like when... Um, so in Indiana Pacers this year have got that throwback hickory jersey from the movie Hoosiers because it's the 30-year anniversary. So I think like eight times this year they were in the old hickory uniform. So Mary should have one or two games where they just wear like an Australian strip of their of their uniform. I reckon that'd I like be great. The idea. I'll, I'm going to pitch it to them. Oh well, I better get a hundred percent credit because you know that's marketing genius right there. Um, just, we're going to continue to move on. We've got one more thing that we wanted to talk about that I think Damo really wants to touch on because you kind of. You predicted something at the start of the season that you're very, very happy about. So why don't you go ahead and let everyone know how good you are at predicting things. This is something that you predicted in your um, in your top 10 Aussies to look out for this season. He was, I think, in your top five, wasn't he? Your top five? No, he was in your top no, 10. No, no, no. He was in my top 10, and that's Xavier Cooks. Um, speaking to a few people that I talk hoops with, um, they said, oh, Xavier Cooks shouldn't be in your top 10. I was adamant he shouldn't. So far, he's repaying my faith. That's why none of them are on our show and you are. <coughs> Olgan. Oh, oh, sorry, that cough. That cough. It gets me every time. I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> you did off air. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the support. Um, but, but he is delivering. And I guess, you know, if you look, look at some of his outings, he's had 22 points, nine rebounds, four blocks, three assists, two steals. Like, they're Ben Simmons numbers. Um in, in a in a big win, and he backed it up with 19 points, 11 rebounds, with another three assists. Um, you know, this guy can do it all. He's doing it from outside. He's doing it inside. And the impressive thing is, like, like Pinot, he's just sh- short of a double-double, 20 points and 9.3 rebounds a game. What impresses me even more is he's shooting 61% from the field and 40% from downtown. Like, this guy's got versatility. That's pretty good, man. Anyway, we've got to move on because we've got a whole lot more to come on the show. But thank you very, very much for joining us. As always, we love hearing your insight. No worries. Thanks for having us, guys. Chatting to Australians flying the flag in the US of A, this is the Flag Flyers. We've had a number of terrific Australians come through the collegiate system, a good chunk of them uh, from St Mary's in Moraga. Daniel Kickett is one of them. He's a three-time first-team All-WCC representative with the Gales and a current Melbourne United superstar. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, um, any Australians who are really looking to head over to the uh, to the states to play college basketball, it's been it's been the case for the last couple of years. There, how St Mary's is always one of the teams that everyone seems to gravitate towards because of the amount of Australians that have gone there in the past. But when you were coming through the AIS and you were looking for a college yourself, that pathway hadn't been created yet. Adam Capehorn had just got there before you, but that was really it. So, because that pathway wasn't really established yet, what made you go to St Mary's? Um, I think it was um, at that time, you know, 
kids or my age, I don't think we're growing up thinking about going to college or anything like that. So we didn't have, I didn't really have these uh, expectations. So I had the opportunity to talk to Adam Caporn when he was there and, and go over there on a on a recruiting visit and went to a few schools, Oregon, Oregon State, San Diego, and St. Mary's. And, and it just it felt like the right fit for me. Uh, Coach Bennett and his staff and the players that they had and obviously had him at, um, having Adam Caporn there was a big bonus in my eyes. And, yeah, just ran with it and it worked out fantastic for me. It seems that whenever the college pathway gets brought up and, and moreover, when we talk about Paddy Mills and we talk about Matthew Delvadova and this St Mary's link to Australia, that St Mary's is the Australian team, more often than not, ninety-nine percent of the time, your name gets mentioned as you know. Basically, I know we mentioned about Adam Caporn, but you're the guy that started this onslaught. Is that pretty cool from a legacy standpoint? That you know, a lot of people attribute or, or dial this back to you know you going to St Mary's. Yeah, I think it is cool. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to have a a decent career there and, and use that as a, a kind of building block for the program. We had a, a couple of really good years there and had some good players there. And I was able to, to talk to guys like Paddy when he was trying to make up his mind about where to go. And I remember still being at a boomers camp when Paddy was probably 16 or 17 and showing him um, highlight tape of the, of the team from the year before and, and things like that. So it, it's really cool to be a part of all that and, and keep that tradition going and, and, um, you know, the more Aussies over there and keeping that pipeline alive, the better for everyone. So I'm very stoked to be a part of it. How much is it that current and former players talking to these younger kids, telling them to, to come to the school and all that sort of stuff compared to what uh, Coach Rennie Bennett's doing? Because obviously he's doing something correct in that he's bringing all of these Australians into the program, making him feel comfortable. How much is it Rennie Bennett and how much is it the current and former uh, players at St Mary's? Well, it's all Randy, I think. Um, he His approach to it, his recruiting style and all of that, I think, was for me was a standing, uh, a standout amongst everyone else. It wasn't, it wasn't the the things you wanted to hear. It wasn't trying to, you know, to blow smoke up your ass or anything like that. It was very matter of fact and told you how it was and said, look, I think you can be better. I think you can do this. Blah blah blah. Um, and you know, now one of the biggest weapons in my um, game now is a three point shot, and I didn't have one going to St Mary's. And he said that to me. He said, look, I think you can stretch the floor and I think you can play outside a little bit. And uh, he committed to that and, and committed time to me and, um, you know, told me how it was, didn't promise me anything and, and just made me work hard for it. And I think that's his style um, that the Australians appreciate. Did he ever encourage you to kind of reach out to a lot of the younger Australians coming through the system and say, hey, can you try to talk to these guys for me and see if they want to come to St Mary's? Or is that something that you even did at all? Uh, yeah, it's more so of a, um, giving them my contact details because cool. a lot of the time it's their families will have a lot of questions. And I remember back in the day when I just finished, um, you know, parents of, of, of uh, prospects would be calling my parents just to ask about their experience as parents and how they felt I, I was treated at St. Mary's. And it was always a positive uh, conversation. And, and I think it's that's paid dividends. But yeah, but I have, I've spent a lot of time with a lot of the... Um, a lot of the um, Australians who who look to go out there or who have gone out to St Mary's, and I think it's a it's it's invaluable to be able to have guys, a lot of guys in Australia who have had the same experience, and be able to share that with guys. So guys feel comfortable going there. Is it is it more coming back to the fact that it's, it's a basketball pathway? You know, you obviously see a lot of Aussies or might be attracted to St Mary's because Randy Bennett sort of has that style um, that maybe Australians you know um, respond to, but. 
obviously, when we talk about other sports outside of basketball and football where, you know, those are professional pathway um, or that's what the college system is mainly used for, how much does it come into, you know, prospects thinking or even your thinking going through it is that this is the right cultural fit for me in terms of, you know, geographic location, you know, um, and, and all those other factors, um, what you study and, and all that sort of stuff. Is that is that a major factor? Or is at the end of the day, you know that you're going to college because you want to play D1 hoops and you want to, you know, potentially get the pathway into, you know, the NBA or, or playing pro? I think, it's, yeah, I think it's a combination. I think it's a great place to live. It's um, obviously, like you said, it's on the West Coast and San Francisco and that area is very similar to, you know, lifestyles over here, Melbourne, Sydney, uh, even Queensland. So it's it's very similar. Um, so there's not too much uh, cultural shock, I suppose, when you get over there. Um, so there's that aspect of it. And obviously, the school is a, is a, is a very well-respected um, educational um, place as well. So kids go there, can walk out with a very good degree and obviously get the chance to play at a high level in a, in a conference that's getting more and more respected every year against really good competition. Um, in recent years, obviously, BYU and Pacific have come in, um, and that could potentially expand down the line. So I, it's a it's an array of possibilities and um, you know doors opening for guys. So I think it's a combination of all those things. Now, you hold a very special place in the heart of a lot of Samaris fans because before there was Delhi, there was you. You were the number one guy. You were um, the, 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 the records leader for the most amount of points in Samaris history before Della Vadova came and, and ruined it all for you. How much of Della Vadova's career did you watch at Samaris? Did you follow it closely? Because you would have been in Europe at that time, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I was, yeah. No, I, I followed it very closely. Um, it, was, it was great for me... Um, looking back at that time, because it was a time where St. Mary's was really, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for, but uh, I guess it's consistent, and it was really having a lot of success every year, and and, and putting itself as a school on the map, Um, and that was really enjoyable for me, because, you know, me and all my teammates that I played with, had put in a lot of work, and uh, we started to get recognition my junior and senior year as potentially a program that was going to go places and, and to be able to be in Europe and, and teams w- see me walking down the street wearing a St. Mary's College uh, t-shirt or a jumper and then be able to recognize that as St. Mary's College in California that's doing something great in the, uh, in the Sweet 16 or in the uh, NCAA tournament or NIT tournament was a great feeling for me. So it was, it was a really good time for me and I kept a, a close eye on the boys. Do you think St Mary's, uh, in the long run, has been better off by establishing this Australian connection in terms of they've elevated themselves or they've got access to better talent than maybe what they would have been able to domestically um, without, I suppose, tapping into an international market? Definitely, 100%. I think it's been huge for St Mary's because they're getting guys who um, are more physically mature and more um, mentally mature, I think, to to come in as freshmen and contribute early. Um, A lot of the guys... They get a, a guy who have been spending a couple of years with the Australian Shooter Sport, and it's basically a very similar style program of um, preparation and professionalism, and things like that. So guys can come in as freshmen and contribute early on, and that's not necessarily the case in in America. Those guys who are good enough as freshmen to contribute contribute straight away generally get snapped up by pretty high major schools, um, and you know that's a, it's a tough recruiting process to beat out a lot of schools and. So Mary's were able to do it by attracting the Australians to come over, and um, it worked out well for, for both. It worked out well for St. Mary's. It worked out well for the basketball program and obviously the Australian players who went over there. 
That brings us to the end of the show today. Chris Tyler and Lockie Miller. As we said at the start of the show, Lockie, that interview went for a little bit too long. Because I'm not of gonna, you? I'm not going to no, I'm I'm say whose fault it was. It was Chris Tyler's fault. <laughs> one more question. Chris, one more question, Tyler. So we're going to be playing the second half of that chat with um, Daniel Kickett next week. So if you want to hear the second half of that, you have to wait another week. I'm sorry for that. But it was a good chat anyway. Thanks to uh, Damien Arsenis from Pick and Roll, and thanks to Lucky Friends from College Matildas. We were going to get to uh, our good friend James uh, Arthur from the SEN NFL podcast to talk about all the Aussies in uh, in action in the NFL this weekend. There was none. They both had a bye. <laughs> so we, uh, we're we not going to talk to him this week. That made things wait a lot easier. Week. It certainly did. And it meant we could kind of talk with Damien and then talk to the other guys a little bit more. So you give me the wind-up sign. Yeah, because you, you know, you're doing the same old thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're just elongating it on. It's time to go, fellas. Bye. Smear it flat. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.